Hey everyone, welcome to the fourth episode of the Relatable Real Estate Podcast. We're two young realtors that talk everything Vancouver real estate while keeping it relatable. I am Daniel and today I'm here with Kate. Hello everyone. Hey, how was your week, Kate? It was good, yeah. Had uh, had some lows, but definitely had some highs. Yeah. Um, I guess my weekly win was yesterday I had a client reach out to me that I haven't spoken with in well over a year because nice. uh, they want to take a break for personal reasons. So now we're, we're going back this weekend and looking at real estate. So there you go. It's exciting. What about you? Do you have any yeah, wins this week? Uh, mm-hmm. I think some clients also are coming back right now. I totally. think, you know, it's end of summer. Everyone's back to work. Everyone's back to what they're doing before. Oh, exactly. So it's kind of just resuming it from spring, right? There was like a break in the summer and then, um, uh, yeah, and uh, also something that happened yesterday is that we signed a contract for a pre-sale, mm. which is exactly the topic of today's episode. We're going to be talking about you know what is a pre-sale, uh, you know what is some of the steps of buying a pre-sale, uh, you know what what is an assignment, some pros and cons. I guess that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, totally. And I think just kind of before we go into this. Uh, number one, to keep it relatable, because you know that's what we like to do. Yeah. We have filmed this episode before, yes. and we went down an absolute rabbit hole. <laughs> there is a lot of information yeah. when it comes to pre-sales. Pre-sales are a spectrum that's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Everyone has different situations, and there's you know so many different routes that you can go. Uh, so with this episode, we're pretty much just, I think, going to try and talk about the basics um, and just give you a kind of a base, basic, more vague understanding of, of everything, because there is a lot to know. Yeah, and because there's so many details too, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, don't take this episode and go to a sales center and buy something Absolutely. just because <laughs> what we said, right? Uh, of course, like Kate said, everyone has different situations. Mm-hmm. So make sure to talk to one of us before you make any purchases or anything like that. Uh, we don't want you to be in a tough situation because what we said in this episode, mm-hmm. again, we're going to try to keep it as general yeah. and, uh, you know, not as specific as possible. So it's easier to understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, something to start off, I actually have the exact definition, which I'll read to you of a pre-sale. Perfect. Um, so pre-sales include any residential unit for which there is an agreement to purchase prior to the completion of construction. So essentially, you are just, you know, in the name, pre-built, pre-sale, you're essentially buying into real estate before it's actually physically completed and built. 100%. And I think, yeah. you know, something to just kind of uh, explain to you the difference beti- between resale mm-hmm. and pre-sale yeah. i think it's kind of in the name but a resale property would be something that's already built someone has already lived in it uh you know it's that's probably the simple way to explain it so if you have a, a realtor asking you oh you have you considered pre-sales now you know that's something that's not already built so it's something that you know most of the times they only have the site mm-hmm. and uh you know we're, we're gonna get into the details of that but yeah. that's pretty much the definition of pre-sale which is kind of cool totally and again too going into the title of uh you know you know pre-sales real estate's loophole uh, i guess a bit of a background of why we call it the loophole is because you know as we said earlier you essentially buy into real estate so you're invested in real estate without you know the full you know requiring uh pre-approval more you know having those mortgage payments you know etc right you know some of these pre-sales can take up to six sometimes seven years to build um, so again, it's a way to get into real estate with giving you a big cushion, a lot of time to you know get finances and other things in order. Yeah, there's a lot of options too in pre-sales, right? Like we're going to be talking about assignments and mm-hmm. uh, you know some other options too. Some big scary words. Some big scary words. <laughs> we will make it relatable. We'll make it, it relatable down. for you. So, um, 
100%. So let's just move on to the next topic, which is the deposit structure. So mm-hmm. like Kate said, uh, you know, because it's, a, we call it a loophole because there's a few different aspects to resale properties. Yeah. I would say the deposit structure is something that, you know, it's it's really good for pre-sales mm-hmm. and uh, it makes it pretty attractive, especially for young people, yeah. first time home buyers, right? And we always talk about it is that, of course, every developer and every pre-sale uh, development will have a different structure, a de- yeah. different deposit structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, most of the times, depending on how long it will take to complete, yeah. it's between five to fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it could be twenty percent, right? It's Especially- pretty much until you get to the big, you know, six-year beautiful luxury house, right? <laughs> yeah. So- yeah, so you know, usually the longer the completion date, the further away, mm-hmm. the more deposit you pay for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, of course, we've seen projects like the one yesterday that I went to mm-hmm. that completes in 2026, yeah. and uh, but they're still doing some great incentives, like they're doing 10%, which is yeah. pretty good, right? So just to explain, kind of going back a little bit more, uh, you know, for pre-sales, you only need to put the deposit in mm-hmm. until the completion date. Do you want to yeah. explain that a little bit, Kate? Yeah, so I mean, I think to keep it a little more realistic here, uh, I'd say for first-time home buyers or people getting to the market, the most common thing we see um, is you know low-rise wood-frame entry-level condos. Yeah, uh, those are typically the cheaper options. They also have a pretty quick completion of, I'd say, an average of about three years. Um, so essentially, say you want to get into a project, you find Unit One Hundred One, you fall in love. Um, you know, it's four hundred thousand dollar condo. I'd say on average, it'd typically take about a 10% deposit. You would give that $40,000. And like you said, you don't pay a dime uh, until completion. Right. And that's why it's so good for first-time homebuyers and young people. Because sometimes what ends up happening is a lot of young people can't qualify for a mortgage, but they Mm -hmm. have the money saved. Yeah. Right. Especially, you know, like we talked about in a few episodes uh, ago, uh, you know, if you're living with your parents, if you're making the right decision, you most likely, you know, can get to to the point that you can save a little bit of money to put that deposit down. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's definitely um, you know a, a good thing about pre-sales and a characteristic that you know resale properties don't have. Right? Totally. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that before, like you said, with you know young people that are at home or they're still renting, roommates, etc. Because. Um, you know, again, to save that 30, 40 grand, I wouldn't say that's, you know, an unachievable thing, right? You know, right. I think for a lot of younger people, uh, they have that. But, you know, a lot of times what we see is they kind of just get into their career. So like you said, you know, the pre-approval isn't there yet. They won't qualify for anything, but they have at least the money to secure that unit. You know, say it's two, three, four years away. Uh, it gives you time to, you know, build that, uh, I guess, consistency with your income. Yeah. And then boom. There you go. Yeah. And we're going to be covering that uh, a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, something else that we should talk about, and I think it briefly mentioned, but, you know, some pre-sales take longer to build. Yeah. And some are a little bit shorter. Yeah. And again, like we said, that does affect the deposit structure, right? Yeah. So what does take longer? Is it, It's usually those big concrete towers, right? Yeah. So I'd say kind of the, the quickest thing that we see is like um, smaller townhouse Right. Uh, complexes or even some detached complexes because they do have you know pre-sale detached they're a little more rare yeah. um, but they're there um, and then from there you kind of see the low-rise buildings which i say is like two and a half to four years more realistically you know three and a half years yeah um, and then you have towers uh, which you know we've seen them from five to i think the, the longest completion i've ever seen is seven years 
which yeah. is pretty pretty crazy <laughs> um and to be honest with you you know even if you get into that at a young age of you know 23 24 yeah. uh, not being able to move into you know over over 30 that's that's kind of a tough sell to me and a lot of times we see if those units it's essentially just investors putting right. a ton of money getting you know putting a few million dollars down in these investments and getting I don't know, 10 units or so. Yeah. Um, I personally don't think that's the play for young people. I <laughs> yeah. think those low rise, uh, you know, entry level condos are the way to go. But again, they, they totally vary. But to answer your question, I would say absolutely. It's the towers we see is, is the longest. Yeah. And, it, you know, like you said, some of them take so long, right? But they're usually massive projects too. Oh yeah. Like, you know, 40, 50 stories and especially if they're Hundred, luxury. Yeah. Hundreds of units, man. Yeah. Like I, I remember the project there in Burnaby. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say the name Oasis, right? That's yeah. a huge project. They have, I think, five concrete uh, high rises. Yeah. And so it's going to be, you know, quite a long time until that's all completed. And, you know, it's of course, you know, concrete is might be a little bit of a better, uh, you know, long lasting uh, build quality. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it also comes with costs. Right. And, totally. you know, kind of the risk, too. I mean. Who knows what the market is going to look like in seven, eight, seven years, you know, like you might just be moved out somewhere. You might start a job somewhere else around the world. So no, totally. It's it's a yeah. long time. I mean, those couple of years, it's uh, yeah, like you're saying with Burnaby, like a place like Brentwood, you're essentially buying into a city. Yeah. Like you're essentially buying. It a really city. is. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I think for that project there is like. 100 acres or something that you know some of these <laughs> developers huge. yeah they're you're, you know spending billions of dollars they're buying a couple hundred you know acres of land destroying everything and essentially building their own little city core 100%. like you know for anyone familiar with brentwood like that area is so new and it's unbelievable like it's just this little kind of pocket it's not little but just you know <laughs> it's essentially its own city you know, by the it's crazy how there. much money they invest in buying that land too imagine just oh. like a lot of people think like oh buying a home is already very difficult just like a you know like yeah. a million dollar two million dollar home imagine buying a, like acres in burnaby yeah cutting, right? cutting down on your starbucks isn't going to cover the <laughs> you know billion dollar cost moving in with your parents definitely not yeah stay with your parents for 80 years maybe <laughs> but yeah and again too i think what's important with these condo or sorry with these uh towers is going back to the deposit structure for a lot of these low rises it's let's say yeah. five to fifteen percent and that's it right with these towers a lot of times it's you know ten percent now in six months, another 5%, yeah. another six months, another 5%. And we've seen, I think, part of uh, that pre-sale there in Burnaby was actually, I think, 25%. Right. So that's a lot of money over yeah. time. If you buy a million-dollar unit, you know, $250,000 for, you know, over the course of, uh, I don't know, even if it's two, three years, that's a ton of money. So Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point that you mentioned there. I, I actually totally forgot to mention. You know, the, another thing about the deposit structures, right, just like you said, mm. is that sometimes you can actually spread them out quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, for first-time homebuyers, that's also really good, yeah. right? So let's say you only have, you know, uh, $40,000, right, which is the example that we used. That would be total 10% of the $400,000 purchase. Mm. and uh, But you don't want to spend it all at once for some reason. Yeah. You know, you still, um, I don't know. For it's some, in crypto. Right, yeah. You know, NFTs are exactly. <laughs> so, you know, like the project that I went to yesterday, uh, you only need a 5% within the seven days that you sign a contract. Mm -hmm. And then you had you could wait a whole year to give the other 5%. Yeah, that's unreal. So that's really good, right? Yeah. So if you're, you know, if you still have the money there, but you don't want to just 
put it all at once, you still have, you know, the, the whole year, maybe to save even a little bit more money too. Yeah. So yeah. again, this is just what we want to say at the beginning. Like there's so many routes, exactly. every pre-sale is different. <laughs> uh, so again, if there's something you're interested, yeah. obviously reach out to us. But so moving on here, uh, you know, cover deposits, length of time. Where do you find these projects? How do you come about them? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people actually don't know how to find them, yeah. right? Because it's a lot of people, what they do is they'll, they'll be driving around and they'll see the construction site. Mm -hmm. And uh, they will call us and be like, hey, like I saw this construction site yeah. in this neighborhood. Like, can we, can we get a unit, right? And, and that's usually kind of how it goes. Yeah. But there's actually a website that mm -hmm. we also use. Of course, yeah. we have some other tools, right? We have a system that we actually pay for. Yeah. And it gives us a lot of information. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe too much information. No, uh, but enough. it's, you know, it's, it's always good to have the information. Uh, it's a website called Buzz Buzz Home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you can actually access it right now while you're listening to the, po the podcast, if you'd like. Yeah. And uh, it basically tells you and lists, you know, quite a few of the projects that are out there. I think right? it's actually nationwide. I'm pretty sure they have. Some it's in the U.S. too. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so I've looked at a few places in Florida. Oh, uh, But <laughs> that's a whole new episode there. Totally. <laughs> no, but yeah, if, if you wanted to, uh, you know, just kind of get a glimpse of, you know, typical projects yeah. in some areas, you know, I've looked as far as, you know, Squamish for some clients. They, yeah. I'll be honest with BuzzBuzz, Buzz, they're typically a little behind. Mm -hmm. um, that's why, you know, again, it's important to talk to, talk to us because we usually get first time access. Um, you know, for the beginning of sales, but yeah. uh, a great, you know, kind of plug for people at home if they just want to come across some projects. And it's 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 interesting to see, right? Yeah. Um, just kind of how it works there. It's good to take a look, right? It's kind of uh, taking a brief look at what's out there. But at the same time, like exactly what you said, uh, a lot of the projects that are also on Buzz Buzz Home. You know, the developers contact us beforehand. Yeah. And we have first time access. Some of the projects, and I'm sure you've seen that too, that get announced on Buzz Buzz Home, yeah. uh, you know, they're not released to the public, but they're released to us. And some yeah. of them, especially last year, they were already sold out by the time they release any information on the totally. website. People so. would, I'd, be, I'd feel bad, man. Like people would, you know, send us a message all excited. And we're like, that sold out six months ago. So <laughs> yeah. Buzz Buzz, just kind of a disclaimer. It's kind of like the last resort for developers, I would say, yeah. to like bring the public in. Um, but essentially buzz buzz is kind of like the rew or realtor.ca right. but for pre-sales exactly so which is nice because we know everyone you know loves to look online see listings so i'm i'm there with you and that's usually the first step right that's yeah. usually what people do just to get an idea of what's out there but again i think we always recommend to talk to us as the first step totally because you know if you talk to us at the first step you might even get you know better opportunities mm -hmm. most likely you will get better opportunities I because guarantee that <laughs> yeah so, so it's you know it's i would say talk to us first mm -hmm. but if you do want to just out of curiosity see a few yeah. a few of the projects that are out there right now yeah. uh, go to bus bus home that's that's where you find them totally mm -hmm. so i'd say if we're finding them it's easiest to find them you know drive by them see them online um so if you know somebody's ready to go to a project obviously you were you yeah. know there recently at one what do they kind of look like a sales center yeah the, they're, they're really cool actually they are do, do you like sales centers I do if they're done right. Like going back to Oasis, yeah. that was the most beautiful presentation <laughs> center I've ever seen in my life. I almost crystal, cried. Yeah, crystal chandeliers. It was probably what, like 10,000 square feet. It was massive. Oh, it was huge. So yeah. they did a very good job. But we've also been to some that are terrible. Oh yeah. Do you remember that one? That was last year. Um, just we're, we're gonna get into what a sales center looks like. But last year, I, think, I feel like the, a developer wanted to cheap out a little bit. So they actually did a sales center inside of a home, like a, an older home. Do you remember that? I don't think so. Yeah, so it's it was crazy. I remember the, a lot of realtors were making memes out of it. There was, 
um, instead of them hiring like a commercial place to do it, yeah. they actually did in one of the homes that were going to be demolished for the project. So it was like a tiny little sales oh center, my gosh, which was, terrible. yeah, it was very funny. But going back to the question, what a sales center looks like, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much you walk into it. There's usually a little bit of a reception there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we usually get clients to kind of sign, like sign in, right, with the yeah. realtor information and all of that. Uh, and then there's mock-ups of the actual building yeah. and there's mock-up mock-ups of like a, a specific unit or floor plan right mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I think it's really cool yeah i mean it's kind of like when you go to uh what is it home depot and you see the fake kitchens and stuff the right examples. so they usually have like uh, at least a kitchen set up um, they'll have like a little diagram of showing what the whole project looks like um, and then what we were saying before depending on how much money the developer wants to put into it or how big the project is um, you know, they'll have a, an exact re- yeah, exact replica of a floor plan. Right. The the, o- the Oasis one, the one that was really, really good, right? They we, had multiple. Yeah, they had yeah. multiple. They had a, a mock-up of the whole area. Oh, Do you beautiful. remember that? Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. Like, so they, besides this whole room was just their little... Uh, <laughs> mock-up, yeah. yeah. Mock-up, so. I wonder how much money they spent on that. That was... Oh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they did a great job. So they did a really good out. job. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, most of the times you're getting a mock-up of the external in one of the floor plans, right? So I think something to kind of mention there is that once you go to these sales centers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're just kind of getting an idea of what the project will look like. Yeah, and I think, again, a little disclaimer to kind of say is like, you definitely, pre you need to be a good visionary person. You need yeah. to be able to kind of see and have that imagination because if <laughs> you're someone that needs to know exactly what you're going into, um, I'll be honest, pre-sales may not be the route for you. Right. Um, just because, you know, again, you may see a mock-up of a kitchen and everything, but you're not gonna, a lot of times, have like, okay, your, you know, floor plan A, B, unit 303, they're not gonna have an exact replica of that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, exposure, everything. So you definitely need to be open-minded yeah. um, and have that imagination there. Mm-hmm. And it's just about the finishings most of the times. Totally. You just wanna see what the finishings are. Uh, also, they have, you know, different kind of color schemes. Yeah, like they'll, have, cool. they'll have their renderings and stuff and right. they usually show it on a screen. So they do a pretty good job, I would yeah. say. Some of them, too, they also have uh, TVs with the expected view they're going to have. Yes. So they use like drones and stuff to see like the, the floors, which is kind of cool. No, the technology is getting way, way better. True. Like, I'm sure if we talked to realtors 20 years ago for pre-sales, they would, you know, basically just show you a blueprint. <laughs> yeah. like, That's what you're getting into. But technology makes it a lot easier. And I, I'm sure it's only going to get better. Yeah. Yeah, eventually we're gonna have like VR headsets. Totally, man. Seriously, I'm surprised we haven't gone where we don't have VR yet. There you go, um, developers, we're, take notes. Yeah, we're we're honestly, here, giving great ideas. Yeah, we're gonna have to charge you for that idea, though. There you go. I just put this podcast is now premium, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I think should we move into assignments? Yes. Yeah, so okay. assignments again, another disclaimer. We're gonna keep having these in here. Um, you probably, if you're familiar with them, you've probably heard plenty of success stories. Um, right. But assignments are different in very, you know, various situations. If you know, they've worked out great for people. Some people have gone, you know, kind of screwed over for them. Right. Uh, so to break down essentially what it is, is you are essentially selling the contracts or the entitlement you have to a unit before it's built to somebody else. Right. Um, so say you buy unit 101, um, you know, in 2022 for 400,000. Um, in 2023, 
you know, you can sell it to somebody else and then they now own that entitlement. Right. So. And, and sometimes you can sell it for a profit, right? Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, what you're hoping for if you're doing an assignment. You definitely don't want to totally. lose money. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, sometimes as well, like we said, there's always risks mm -hmm. involved with assignment and, you know, you might break even or you might lose some money. So the, 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 I think the main thing that we always say is that if you're looking to buy an assignment on the short term, just to make a profit, to do a quick flip, you might get lucky with it. But you know, we always recommend buying uh, a pre-sale uh, with the intention of completing. Totally. Uh, so you know, we minimize those risks. Yeah. I would say an assignment, you know, we, we always like to say it's an option mm -hmm. that you can do. Uh, and it's a good option to do it uh, sometimes. Yeah. But it's also not a, so good of an option sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I think for, you know, any real estate, especially pre-sales, it's we never recommend just buying with the intention to do a quick flip, like you said. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, even what we saw last year, how intense pre-sales were, um, you know, you, you would be lined up the door. There'd be about a hundred people lined <laughs> right. to get in. Um, some of those people that bought now, or sorry, then trying to flip it now where we've seen a shift in the market right. are panicking. Exactly. Um, so again, e even to, you know, going back to the pre-approval, not needing a pre-approval, you're absolutely right. You don't need one, but we still recommend it right. because at the end of the day, what we want for our clients is we want them to have the least amount of risk as possible. Yeah. And we want to disclose as much as possible, you know, going into these things. Exactly. And I think, so. I think one scenario that, you know, someone would assign would be, you know, let's say you did have the deposit, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you did talk to a mortgage broker about uh, the approval. Everything seemed to be fine. And, you know, let's say you bought something for three years from now yeah. and, you know, of course, we always read to see if you have the possibility of an assignment. We always negotiate the assignment fees yeah, for you. That's important to say too, is not every pre-sale you can sign. That's true. So a lot, like basically every time you need permission from the developer, yeah. um, I would say a lot of times they you are allowed to assign, I would say on the majority, yeah. but again, it's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed, yeah. So that's why you, you, know, you need to contact us because we, we're gonna read the contracts. We're gonna explain to you uh, what you can do, right, with yeah. the, with the contract. So you know, I think that just going back to the the scenario here, you got approved, everything was fine when you purchased it, yeah. and you know, in a few years time, everything went wrong, right? Yeah. You lost your job, you, everything's going wrong. You, you don't have enough money to complete on that property, mm -hmm. or you don't feel that it's right. You could use that assignment to get out of the contract, not entirely, mm -hmm. which is very important to say. But you know, you could sell your contract to someone. And you know, sometimes you can make a profit if the price has gone up substantially, uh, but sometimes you also lose money, right? But it's it's kind of uh, you know a way for you to get out of the contract, which which is one of the scenarios that you you could do that. Yeah, and again, too, just to kind of clarify, you know, with that example, like say in 2022 you buy a unit for 400,000 and you sell it a year later for let's say 500,000, let's say you did very yeah. well, you do not immediately receive that 500,000. Right. What happens is when the money is transferred, you know, when it's completion, the money that you originally owed goes to the developer and anything over that, you know, would come back to you. Right. And again, too, with the deposit structure, pretty much it's, you know, whatever your deposit was, that's typically what, you know, uh, if you're gonna sign it, what you would get in return, right. just to kind of cover your fees. But again, it, it all kind of varies in the situations and potentially how desperate you are. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, you see a lot of people kind of just going desperate and selling it right away. Of course, something else to mention, and we're not going to go into detail again. Yeah. Just like Kate said, every situation is different. All the numbers are going to be different depending on the property, right? Yeah. So Making uh, 100K is a very good. Uh, it's scenario. very good. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, on top of the, the profit that you might make there, uh, you know, after the assignment fees, there's also, you know, capital gains mm -hmm. and also listing fees that yeah. should be included. Again, we're not going to go into detail on those, but just so you're aware, it's not just, you know, black and white. It's not just yeah. like 
I, I bought it for 400 sold it for 500 I'm going to get all the money. There's lots totally. of things to be considered. Uh, I think we should just, uh, you know, our intention with talking about assignments was to just explain that there is a way yep. of you, you know, being able to sell the contract either for profit or, you know, as a way out uh, if you need to do so. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of a good way to end it there. Cool. Um, do you want to move on to pros? Yeah, Danny, I think we you, wrote... Yeah, what do you like about pre-sales? Yeah, I think, you know, we wrote a few pros here. Uh, you know, I think the main one, we talked about it before, and it's mm-hmm. that's why it's such a good option for first-time home buyers. Yeah. Uh, you know, we always love to say it, is that you only need the deposit uh, for the time being, right? So, let, yeah. so, you know, a lot of people can't get approved for mortgages, right? Which is the majority of people our age. You know, they just started their careers. Yeah. Uh, some of them just started a job not too long ago. So, you know, their approvals don't look that great, but they have the money to invest and totally. they do want to invest in real estate because it's a pretty good investment, you know, in the long run. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, that's, I think, the main the main pro. You only need a deposit, let's say 10%, for example, and then, you know, three, four years from now, you, you can qualify for a mortgage most likely and uh, you can get into the market. Yeah, no, the cushy time frame is uh, definitely huge. Yeah. Uh, I think another pretty great pro is, um, you know, the sense of pride that you're owning something brand new. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, if somebody died in that unit before, you know, right. because I literally get asked that all the time. <laughs> can you make sure no one's died in here? Like, absolutely. <laughs> I will figure that out. We actually have um, a clause in the contract now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, we added that into our, our contract clauses. Yeah, a little bit off topic. There's been some crazy court cases. Oh, because yeah. Of, like, technically, if somebody is asked, they have to disclose that. And right. so that's another episode we can save. For, but very <laughs> interesting. So, again, you, you know, you know, you're the first people in there. It's like a brand new yeah. car. Um, and just, you know, some people, obviously, new is better for some people, right? So mm-hmm. I think something else, too, is the warranty, right? Yes. So a lot of people, major- yes. I think majority of people don't know this. Yeah. But when you buy a new property, there's something called a 2, 5, and 10-year warranty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, for two years, you're covered for most things uh, material-related. Yeah. So let's say, I don't know, you're one day you get home and you open the door and the door breaks in half. For some reason, you're a strong uh, man. You're a you're, very strong. Man. You're a strong man and woman if you can open a door. <laughs> but you know, you're covered for two years on that. Which you know, if you're buying a resale property and that happens the day after you buy the property, you know, it's it's too bad, right? So yeah. uh, that's a good thing about pre-sales. Uh, five year of um, the membrane, so the external part of the building, yep. uh, you're covered for five years there. So if there's any major leaks, you know, yep. anything like that, uh, you know, you're going to be covered under warranty. And what usually happens to, and I like to tell clients this, is that before the warranty is expired, what they usually do is they hire engineers, especially for the five and the 10 year warranty. Yep. And they review the building. Yep. So that way, if there's anything that they find, uh, they can activate the warranty and the developer pays. So you're not paying for anything. Yeah. Right, so the developer will pay, which which is pretty good, and then you have ten years, which is the structural warranty. Yeah. So I would say no. Uh, what I like to tell people is that any of the major issues that usually older buildings have sinking, sinking, <laughs> uh, I don't know, a lot of cracks or, or yeah, anything like foundation, like, yeah, a foundation. Right, you're covered for ten years. Yeah. So for ten years, I would say you know you're not gonna have major major uh issues with those warranties yeah no absolutely um i mean another one that kind of came to my head here is the maintenance fees strata fees 
Um, a lot of times if you get into a strata, uh, a big question that we get, you know, even for resale properties is what are the strata fees? And that's right. because they directly correlate with your pre-approval because um, when you go to a broker, they need to factor that in, you know, for monthly mm -hmm. payments. So when you start off in a strata, that's typically the lowest that strata is going to be, right? Right. Because obviously they raise it over time, uh, you know, to put money back into the building. Um, there's something called a contingency reserve fund, which I think we spoke about before, um, which is essentially a savings account for the strata. So being there at the beginning is when, you know, your fees are going to be the absolute lowest. Mm -hmm. So it could be, you know, help your pre-approval. <laughs> yeah, it could help your pre-approval. It's also, you know, you're, again, because it's a, a newer building too, there's not much to do. Exactly. Right, to fix to it. About, yeah, levies or anything. Exactly. Like that, so yeah. it's, yeah, no, that's definitely a, a really good pro. Uh, do you want to talk about the potential property transfer tax exemption. Well, I think yeah. that's really good too. A good yeah. pro about pre-sales. So we talked about this before, I believe for resale properties, just a bit of a yeah. recap. Uh, the PTT exemption is um, you don't have to pay property transfer tax if the uh, purchase price is under 500,000 and there's a partial exemption from 500 to 525,000. Uh, again, property transfer tax is 1% off the first 200,000 and 2% on the remainder. Um, so when it comes to pre-sales, that exemption actually goes from 500k to 750k. Right. So realistically, if you're a first-time home buyer and you know you buy a project, it's most likely going to be under 750k. Let's assume. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to pay you know uh, property transfer tax, which right. is huge. Yeah. The one thing to remember too is that you know it's 750, and it has to be your primary residence. Yeah. I think you know if you're looking to buy as an investment property, which majority of people that are listening to our podcast are probably not there yet. Yeah, they want to get into their first place right i assume <laughs> but you know just it's just to keep in mind right like if yeah. you're thinking about just renting out renting it out right away mm -hmm. uh you know you're gonna have to pay the property transfer tax so yeah. but that is a really good pro right 750 is a lot better than 500 because it's really hard to find anything for 500 resale now yeah right? I mean, so that's just kind especially of in coquillum here at least. yeah it's, it's pretty annoying for us to you know we, we tell people about it then they get excited then you know <laughs> based off their budget they hear the realities and they're like oh so yeah and just you know teases people a little bit mm -hmm. i think something else too that's really good for pre-sales mm -hmm. is that there's no bidding wars 100%. that's that's like especially last Save year for the people in the back <laughs> uh like last year people were going crazy with the multiple offers right because mm -hmm. what, what would happen is they would list at a certain price mm -hmm. people would get really excited because they could afford at that certain price yep. and then they would see it they get really excited they're like yes let's write an offer for the asking price yep. and what happens you receive 10 other offers and out of you are dead last exactly <laughs> out of a sudden you know the asking price doesn't really matter and it's sold yeah. for like a hundred thousand dollars more or even more sometimes yeah. and then you're just like so frustrated because you know it's listed at one price you're expecting to pay that price and then it just goes crazy with pre-sales the good thing is the developer sets that price mm -hmm. you know of course uh, you know, some developers, what ends up happening is that can raise that price uh, with time. But, you know, if you're um, if you're just writing the contract, that price is not going to change. Right. So yeah. you're writing the contract for five hundred thousand dollars. You're paying the five hundred thousand dollars, which yeah, is in which two, is, three years from now. Exactly. Which yeah. is. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think finally here, just uh, a pro is that seven day rescission period. Right. Um, so essentially, when you have an accepted offer. Uh, with the developer, you have a seven-day rescission period. This is a mandatory term. This is yeah. with every pre-sale. This is by law, I think. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I think the BC government introduced that. 
um, and essentially means you have seven days to back out if you wish. Right. So for some of these pre-sales, again, we're not seeing as much lately, uh, just because we're more into a buyer's market uh, at the time of filming. Yeah. Um, but you know, to just know that if you had to rush or you're you know a little unsure, you need to figure out some things. You have seven days to <laughs> to get in. Yeah, and I I have a lot of people too that you know kind of uh, are not 100% sure about the property that they just bought. Mm. So, you know, the, having that seven days to kind of, you know, read everything again, you know, if you need to do some extra planning, do that. And and then, you know, you have the option, right? And it's for yeah. any reason. If you want to back out. Totally, that's that, important to say. Yeah, that yeah. the option is there. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to say it's because of financing. It's because yeah. of inspection. It's just like simply just... Uh, Sorry, it's a little noisy. It's a little bit noisy. We're, we're recording here on a good. Friday, so everyone's in the office. But yeah, everyone's <laughs> planning their drinks. They're getting. <laughs> but yeah, so you, you can back out, which is you know a really yeah. good pro of uh, of presale. Uh, of course, we're gonna be covering eventually the cooling off period, which oh, is something brother. that's coming for resale properties. Yeah. And that's something somewhat similar to the seven day rescission, but there's a few other steps that. We'll cover it later. Yeah. So again, with that seven day rescission period, just to clarify, you know, even if you're required, let's say a five thousand uh, dollar signing check yeah. to, with that unit, even for those seven days, if you say, you know what, I'm done for any reason, you don't lose that deposit. That's a refundable yeah, deposit, that's true. which is important to say, I feel like. It's very uh, important. We're seeing that more and more common now where you essentially have to give a $5,000, $10,000 check at signing. And then the rest of your deposit is required after that seven days. But just know if you're in pre-sale, if you feel rushed, you're a little unsure, you at least have seven full days um, to you know potentially back out. But at the end of the day, you know we obviously don't put you in this situation with hopes to do that. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's just a bit of a cushion there. So exactly, just a, an option, right? Yeah. Just like the assignments too, which is totally something to protect you. I think uh, we should quickly go over the cons. Uh, yeah. You know, I, you know, there's not many. I, I, you know, I really like pre-sales as an option for first-time home buyers. Mm. But we need to mention the cons just because you know it's not fair for us to mention the pros without mentioning the cons. Nothing is perfect. There's always you know an if or something that you should be aware of. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, it's uh, the first one would be the market risk, yep. right? So for example, uh, last year, the, the prices were going up quite a bit and yep. quite fast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's some people that I end up buying uh, at a peak, right? Mm -hmm. And there's always a risk because you don't know when the peak is, right? Yep. It's it's always kind of uh, out there. Of course, you can kind of tell, but it's it's hard to tell, right? The market could keep going up. Uh, infinitely but uh, <laughs> but anyways um, you know if you bought it last year and the prices are going up and you know bought it for a project that completes this year for example mm -hmm. most likely the property value will have gone down yeah. uh, so that is always a risk that you know it, it could happen even with resale properties but um, for sure there, there's always a risk in real estate and I think one thing it's important to say with that is you know why that is important with the pre-sale um, is because let's say the value has actually gone down, it's been assessed lower than what you paid, um, you may have to come up for the difference when it comes right. to your pre-approval. The mm -hmm. banks may look at your project and say, yeah, you know, you paid 700,000, we only think, you know, it's worth 670,000, so you'd have to come up with that remaining money. Right. So again, you know, one thing just to say is, typically with entry-level condos, this is why we promote them for younger people, um, we typically see it's a little more safe than, you know, right. getting into these, you know, $1.5 million townhouses and these ridiculous penthouses. <laughs> right. um, but again, we just want to let people know there is a risk, uh, just like anything in real estate. Right. So, Any investment, really, right? Yeah. If you buy crypto today yeah. and then... If you bought Luna, I feel bad for you. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, you know, a lot of people think crypto is like pretty safe and, and all that, but... 
you know, there's even the stock market, man, stock like, market, you know, Dow, yeah. everything is down right now. Yeah. So, I mean, if yeah. you bought a car, for example, that was a good investment. Who, who could tell? Who right? would have known? Right. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, All it's, the salesmen are laughing at us. Right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think another con too would just be, you know, the lack of vision, 100%. uh, because you're seeing a floor plan, right? We talked about yeah. it. The sales center gives you an example of the finishings and kind of what a floor plan would look like. Yep. Uh, but you know, you never know, right? It could be something that completely different than what you imagine you might imagine a wall be a certain place and it might be a little bit different than what you imagine so i think that's another con about pre-sale which is minimal but i think it's worth mentioning no 100 i mean if you're someone that can't do online shopping for a certain shirt because <laughs> yeah. you need to see how it feels in person you need to touch it and feel it pre-sales probably aren't the way for you <laughs> yeah. right but if you know it's, it's an advantage to people that can have that vision again technology is a lot better now where you get a really really good idea of what to expect mm -hmm. um you know i can say for us personally we've never been in a situation where it comes time for completion we say whoa 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 that's nothing what it looked like right um, but again you need to have that vision yeah i think also too you know majority of the entry-level condos they have a very similar layout yes, they're very simple layouts and they're yeah. simple layouts yeah. right so there's you know unless a developer introduced a brand new wall in the middle of the living room which is not very likely you've seen it though it's <laughs> variations yeah we, we have seen some weird variations but i think you know it's it's a very minimal risk yeah. of uh you know of having something that you know it looks completely different than the floor plan that they sold you right so yeah anyways uh another one is the, just the delays i know do you like talking about the outside date yeah um but yeah, do you want to go over that real quick? Yeah. So essentially, you know, when you like, for example, if you buy a resale, you can have, you know, completion of, you know, let's say November 1st. Right. That That's is, an estimation, right? Yeah. Well, sorry, I meant for like a resale. Oh, a resale. Like for a resale yeah. situation, that is a hard date. It right. needs to complete at that time, right? Right. Um, when it comes to a pre-sale, they can give you an estimated completion. They can have a set date, but they have something called an outside date, which is a basically it gives the developer, you know, a chance if needed um, to be delayed and we say typically about 120 days uh you know a few months or so yeah um but again there's clauses that they can put for an even longer extension yeah um and you know unfortunately we have seen plenty of times where it's, it is somewhat common for there to be delays right right and i think something to mention as well we actually i talked to pedro yesterday Shout and pedro. uh yeah so thanks pedro always <laughs> giving good information yeah um you are entitled, if it's past the outside date, yep. you're entitled to receive your deposit back. Yep. But what ends up happening is, uh, you know, since you already waited three, four years, you might as well just wait a few more months, right? That's and what they get them. you, yeah. Right, so it's, you know, it's in some cases too, a delay is not a bad thing. Dude, I have a situation right now with a client where yeah. they, uh, they're actually hoping because they have a project completing about a year or so. Yeah. And they're like, you know, it's not like they have to have, but they're just like, we're fine where we are. Exactly. Like, we don't mind waiting longer, right? So Yeah. So if you need to save a little bit more money, uh, you know, a delay in construction is actually not bad because then you can save more money. Yep. Let's say it delays for three months, right? And you can get, you know, three more uh, monthly paychecks. Mm -hmm. uh, then maybe that covers, you know, your, your legal fees. Or maybe that covers, you know, anything that you need to do, maybe your furniture or something like that, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, delays are annoying because you're expecting to move at a certain time and you're so excited you waited a few years. Yeah. But that might be actually, you know, maybe the best thing that happens for yeah. you, <laughs> depending glass, on the situation. Glass half full, right? There's definitely <laughs> pros behind that con. Exactly. Um, and the next thing here, obviously, is GST. Right. Um, because, you know, goods and service tax, because it is something that it's brand new. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. you're required to spend that 5%. Right. 
Um, again, we have seen lots of exemptions, yeah. but if you don't qualify, um, unfortunately, that's that's due. There are some partial exemptions yeah. um, that we have seen, but to be honest, that really varies on situations. So yeah. I won't go too much into that because I don't want to give anyone excited. <laughs> um, but you know, feel free to obviously reach out to us yeah. um, to see if you qualify. And I know that a lot of people are probably thinking now is like, oh yeah, like I saved on property transfer tax. Like we said, seven hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars. But then there's always a catch, right? The government always has to make money. Always have your you know their hands in your back pocket. <laughs> yeah. So if you're buying a presale, most likely you have to pay GST, which is five percent off the total purchase price yeah and uh, the only thing about gst though is that you know a lot of people think that they have to pay upon completion mm -hmm. but you can actually finance the gst you can put that into yeah. your mortgage that's a good point difference between that and ptt because property transfer yeah. tax is something that needs to be paid upon completion right so so yeah so that's that's the difference there on the taxes they're both taxes but one can be financed and the other one can't so yeah. uh, i think that's something worth mentioning um do you want to talk about the last point yeah, sure. I mean, I guess finally here we have is a potential pretty brutal competition. Um, I'll just kind of give you an example of what we saw for people last year um, was we it was essentially a lottery system. Like, I don't I think there's any way to, you know, describe it like there, would you know, they would announce there's a project. There's 250 units, let's say, in this project. Yeah. They would sometimes get 2000 people that would apply. Yeah. So what they would do is the, you know, presentation center, they would bring as many groups through as possible. It would be super hectic. You know, you'd be trying to show your client something, another realtor would be backing in with the client and it just, if everything felt rushed, right? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, what would happen is they'd say, okay, if you, you know, sign up for the project that you want, or sorry, the unit you want, say you want a one bedroom plan, A, B, and C, you'd put your name in essentially a lottery and they would take all the names and they'd let you know if you won a unit or not. Right. We are seeing a huge shift and we're not seeing that at all. Oh, we're not seeing more. that at all. Yeah. Um, but that's just a reality of in those, you know, intense markets. That's right. something that, you know, you potentially have to expect. Yeah, exactly. I mean, last year there was so many lines outside of presentation centers and you never knew. You, you had, they would usually give you a form. Yeah. And then your client would fill out three of their main options. Yeah. Like, hey, I want this floor plan. And then like, what's the expected price that you would pay for and, and whatever. And and you're waiting for that email. You're waiting for that email to arrive. Hey, you got a unit. No, exactly. <laughs> Which is kind of crazy, right? It's but, exciting. Yeah, the fact that you have to win the opportunity to buy right. a house is like, what is going on? Right. <laughs> if you're a gambler, I mean, maybe maybe it was a good time to buy a pre-sale last year. Always cause, bet black. Cause, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, now, yeah, of course, now it completely changed, right? Yeah. Most of the times now, if you go into a pre-sale, uh, especially if you talk to us first, because we can get you early access. Mm -hmm. um, you know, most likely you'll get the unit that you're looking for or something very similar. Yeah, um, you also have time. You, you know, also have time. It's not like, you know, you need to submit this. Like, they're literally, for some of the projects, you would have to go in and sign the contract exactly. there. Right. So now we're seeing that, you, like, you can go home, um, even take that night or even, you know, sometimes a couple of days. Uh, you get the contract emailed to you. We can go over it together. So yeah, uh, it's a lot better situation now. Cool. Uh, I think that's about it, Kate. I think you know we have uh, some uh, op personal opinions here mm -hmm. uh, that we could share about uh, pre-sales. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's a great opportunity for first-time home buyers. Like we said it a few times already in this episode. Yeah. It gives you the time. Uh, you know, it's a great opportunity for you to stay, still save some more money. You don't need to be fully approved yet for a mortgage, right? You're not paying mortgage until it's completed. Yeah. Um, my personal opinion is, if you're a young person, you're looking to get into real estate. And you know you have a deposit right now. Mm -hmm. You know I I I honestly don't see a reason why not to invest in a presale. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very similar in that sense. I mean, I do like to let people know beforehand, like, again, going back to our point of the visionary. Right. Um, I'll be honest, if, if that's something you can't do, I don't usually recommend it for you. Right. And I'll be blunt about that. Um, also, the same thing is never buy with the intention for a quick flip. Right. Um, like, if you come <laughs> to me and you say that, I will, you know, tell you the entire time, look at this, look at that. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. don't have that mindset. Um, because, you know, like you said, example of last year, you know, we have seen a big shift. Right. Um, so those are kind of my two things. If I see that from you, I personally don't recommend it. Yeah. Um, the other thing as well is, you know, say you're working your job. I am not super pro for projects that are, you know, six, seven years away. Yeah. Um, because, you know, like you said, who knows what we're going to, you know, we're going to six, seven years from now, you can be a completely different person. You can have True. kids you don't know about. You can have a wife. <laughs> you don't know about. <laughs> okay, maybe not know about but For now, you don't know about her, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. a long, long time. So that's why I really like to recommend these entry-level condos, these low risers that yeah. about, you know, two to four years max. Because that's a realistic um, timeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, too, if, you know, say you have a decent job and you can make savings, like in five years, you can potentially get into a resale a lot quicker than that, right? True. And at the end of the day, if your main goal is to get into property, we always say, you know, it's better to have time in the market than to time the market, right? So Perfect. I yeah. think that's it. I think that covers it all. I think we talked quite a bit of pre-sales. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we talk a lot about the options too. Uh, if there's any questions that you guys have about pre-sales, because like we said, every case is different and uh, you know everyone's in a different situation. So if you have a, a specific question about pre-sales, I would say get in contact with us. Yeah. Uh, you know, we would love to answer any questions. Send us a DM. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can, if you don't follow us on our personal accounts, you can send it to Relatable RE Podcast. Yeah. That's the podcast Instagram. Uh, we also have a Gmail for the podcast. It's probably somewhere on the description here. Yeah, we'll put it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it on the screen somewhere. Um, send us questions through there. You can call us as well. Uh, yeah. Our phone numbers are pretty much everywhere. If you Google our names, you can find our numbers. Yep, page um, me. Page. Send a pigeon with a piece of paper tapped to its leg. There you go. We're, we're going to reply it. Yeah. Send another pigeon and... Uh, you receive your answer one day, hopefully. <laughs> no, for sure. But again, <laughs> any questions, let us know. And again, too, even if you come across a project that you're curious about, because right. uh, again, we have a lot of inside information of like, you know, developers to yeah. trust, um, you know, if it's a very well experienced developer, if it's a brand new developer, because that can play a difference. That could. Um, and yeah, let's start that conversation. Let's start a conversation. Never and hesitate to reach out. Yep, that's it. Let's start a conversation, get into the market. And uh, cool. Do you want to say goodbye, Cade? Is there anything you want to say? Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> okay, perfect. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, if you like to follow us on Instagram and on Spotify, YouTube as well, and we'll see you on the next episode. See you guys. See ya.